Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. Today, we're discussing Chosen One characters. Thanks for listening. All right, Chosen One characters. What works about them, what doesn't, commonalities, observations. We're going to get into all of it. All right, I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton. All right. Tommy, you uh, you want to start us off? I want to start off with <laughs> a storyline that constantly had chosen ones, regardless of how many movies they show. That's okay. Star Wars. But the specific one I was thinking about was Anakin. Mm. Okay. In which he was touted as being the chosen one to bring balance to the Force. Mm-hmm. Which was weirdly true because he just brought more power to the dark side in which there are like a, a hundred... <laughs> Good Jedi's <laughs> and like one, if any, Sith. Yeah, we never get to see a council of Sith, right? No, not right. at all. But he did bring balance when he killed all the other Jedi. Yep. <laughs> when he goes on his slaughter tour. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Killing the younglings. That's what that means, apparently. Dwindle, yeah, dwindle okay. all of it down to two on each the side. Two. <laughs> yes. On each side, yeah. Yeah, so they can't tell that the, the balance means half the room, most of the room, when you look around that Jedi cancel, most of us are not going to be here after he becomes a Jedi. Yeah, because, I mean, at the beginning, it's it's more good, right? So when um, Qui-Gon thinks he needs to bring balance, I don't think he understood what kind of what balance really meant. <laughs> right. Yeah. It wasn't a very good prophecy. No. In retrospect. No, no actually, it's a, I just think they read it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. because if if you guys are ruling the galaxy, which the Jedi were, yeah, the balances make you guys have less power. Well, I mean, they do say at one point. I mean, they make the point of when they're trying to figure it all out. They're like, "Well, it's kind of, no, they, you know that typical." I mean, it could just be writing, but they're like, "Ah, it's kind of murky what the future is going to hold." Yes, which I would think you would want to lock that down if that's the future of the galaxy and your guys' future. But no, I agree with you. It's not a. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a it's not a well thought out prophecy for sure no, not about that chosen one. But he was he was somebody's chosen one. Yeah. Yeah. In Phantom Menace, it always confused me with the first time I watched it when they when they were doing all the Anakin's the Chosen One stuff because you know, by that point you've seen New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi, and I'm like I'm like, is it Luke? Yeah. Sort of the one that saves everything? I'm like, I like I remember just as an audience member thinking, like, I thought Luke was the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah, yeah. They, they do that in every three movies. There's always mm. a new chosen one. Right. My question is, who's telling that chosen one prophecy? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this, they whip out that book or soothsayer or whatever. It's a chosen one, guys. Okay. And it's always a surprise when the chosen one comes. Well, the other thing about it is the fact that there's not really... Alan, you know, Anakin's seduction of the dark side is 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 pretty. You know, I mean, granted, there. You know, I haven't seen all the supplemental material. I don't. I haven't seen all the stuff, the, all the animated stuff between. But it does seem. If you've only seen the movies, it does seem really quick. Yeah, it does seem quick. Like it doesn't take much to tip him over. <laughs> it's like no, he's open to the idea of, of this this situation. You know, no, he's very much open to it. But what creeps me out is that little boy was bad to begin with because <laughs> it's not <laughs> how far back he got to. Take a kid before he's not tainted, I guess, mm-hmm. or yeah. evil. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. It, it, you know, prequels are always tough, especially when you know what the character is going to become. Yes, yeah, they are. You know, 
that, you know, and then and the, the fact that it's, it's a cool image and I always thought it was a cool image when it came to the prequels was the one where it's, you know, Anakin walking as the, like the little, little kid when he's Jake Lloyd and then the shadow is Vader. You know, that's a great image, but it does cement the idea of like, it doesn't matter what good he does. You know where he ends up. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. so, yeah, he's the worst. Yeah. But Anakin's one that, again, it's, it, you know, it, it's, again, it's one of those things where it, to me, it was always, you know, you always think of that, you know, there's a, a million memes about, yeah, we're the chosen one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that whole thing. I'm gonna say it's weird how Yoda was all against was against prophecy, but living in a swamp for like twenty, thirty years makes him all for prophecy in the next go round. <laughs> but that's but that even leads more credence to the idea of like the whole thing of like Jedi's get glimpses of the future, right? That's that's yeah. part of the deal. So yeah. in that point, did he see like no, this is going to help us? We, you know, we're going to win the day at this, or yeah, that, that's my point. At first, he was against it, right? Hmm. But now he's for it. But he's always says the future's murky. But why is he right. for it? Like they're seeing potential futures. They're yeah. not seeing the definitive future. Yeah. But, yeah. but he put all chips in that second go round on Luke. <laughs> <laughs> no, saying. not really. No, he's 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 a little combative about taking Luke in too. Yeah. Well, there's one yeah, when, no, when, he when he's talking to Obi Wan's ghost, like he's just looking for excuses not to do it. He's like he's like he's too old. Yeah, he's just rattling off excuses one after another. Yeah, too no, old. But- too old to do the training, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's arguing. He's arguing with. The, yeah, because there's that's You're right, because Zach's right. There's the moment where he's basically arguing with the air for a moment, and then it's like, <laughs> oh no, he's he's talking to Obi Wan. So yeah, but he still does it as opposed to uh, 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 Obi Wan is like, I'll do it. You know, right? Yoda's like, nah, nah. He's too mm-hmm. old. He's too young. I mean, he's too old. Right. And, but he does it as mm. opposed to not doing it at all, like forty years ago or whatever. Right, but we also don't, do we, I mean, do we really get that moment of Obi-Wan being like, you're a child of destiny, you're the chosen one, Luke? But you yeah, Luke's oh, just a protagonist. Right. Yeah. No, I get, no, yeah, oh, that's a good point. As opposed to mm-hmm. Obi-Wan be like, nope, don't train him, he's definitely too old this go route. No. You thought he yeah. learned to go, you know? Yeah, there's none of that, I mean, there's none of that blowing, I mean, they don't blow up Luke in quite the same way. No, they don't. No, they don't. Um, no, you're right. I mean, Clifton, you're 100% right. Like, he's never, he's never stated that he's the chosen one, but... For me, I guess watching because I was a kid when the when the original ones was that like it was not even implied, but it was sort of like that. That's the conclusion I jumped to when they're talking about like you know the forces, you know forces strong with this one, and you know what I mean that there that there was like a special quality to him that that was extended even beyond the fact that he he could be trained yeah. in this sort of stuff. And but I mean, yeah, I mean, but that that's that's. That's me getting it wrong, right? Because <laughs> the movie's not telling me that in in explicitly like like it is for Anakin, where they say he's the chosen one, you know. And this is a uh, prophecy that yeah, we all know times. about. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Now, for me, I didn't I didn't see the the latest ones except for mm-hmm. um, the Force Awakens, right? But was she touted as a as a um, chosen one as well? No, nah, she was a. Uh... Product of circumstance like Luke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's only one chosen one of the nine movies. Yeah. I and mean, she's in the right place at the right time. Maybe the force had to do something to do with it, but like it's nobody's nobody's saying she's got a future to fulfill. Okay. No. Okay. Right. I mean, there's always I mean, you know, not to give stuff away, but there's there's obviously stuff with um, you know, familial stuff, because all that all of that those movies are tied up with, you know, that one particular family. Yeah, yes. and and nobody can nobody can seem to escape, you know, 
the gravity of the situation, no pun intended, because of the fact that they're tied to that family. So, good or bad, you know. Right. I think, though, that despite what its execution is, I mean, that there's a lot of very, very, very common tropes that are displayed for the Chosen One type of character in Star Wars where, you know, the, the, the thing that gets me thinking about it is is immediately if you're going to play with this idea as a character, your world is already bigger because you, you, you are coming into a, a, a situation where there is some degree of backstory and some degree of context that has to be filled in where, where, right. Where's this coming from? Right. Mm-hmm. It has to be explained. Like, like who's saying that this is the chosen one and what are they supposed to do? And what is this meaning in a broad in a broad sense, whereas, whereas just a regular protagonist can be, you know, can, it, it can be sort of the, the, the character that the audience identifies with right from the get go. We don't need any more. We're learning the world as, as we're with them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Horrock versus Destin type of deal is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, guess, yeah. I guess that's what I mean. Like, like there, there, yeah, there is a sense of destiny that has to be explained and talked about right from the jump, right? Yeah. There's like a world building component to a chosen one character that, that exists, you know, that has to exist right from yeah. the get go. Right. Like it, it almost, it almost always gives, gives root for a mentor character because somebody has to explain the chosen one stuff right? Yeah. to the character who usually doesn't, ex- doesn't understand it themselves. Right. Right. Yeah. And you and usually like like as explaining it to the chosen one is explaining it to the audience as well. That's just like what's to call it. Um well ultimately it's that reluctance factor that needs to be added in. Whoever's the chosen one to me in most stories I've read is somebody that doesn't want the mantle, as opposed to somebody who doesn't mind getting beat up for the greater good. Mm-hmm. That's what I see with the chosen one. Instead of refusing the call in the yes. old yeah. uh, Joseph Campbell right hero's journey that's exactly yes. what i was going to say clifton was the fact that it's it's the um the reluctance to accept the call or or you know the rejection at first of being you know wanting to be a hero or whatever on the hero's journey is just like no 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 i can't do this it's not for me right you know, that's a, that's a big that's a good you know getting back to the trope it's a good it's a very big trope which is An- what's anakin's refusal of it what's what's anakin's you know, refusal of the call because I remember Luke's is is very much. I'm a farm boy. You know, you're supposed to come with me if you're going to learn the ways of of the Force and become a Jedi and all that stuff. And he's and he's like to Obi Wan, like what? Like what are you talking about? Like mm-hmm. I got to get home. Like I'm out late enough as it is. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. I mean, Anakin's. I think is he doesn't want to leave his mother. Yeah. Okay. There is the moment where I mean, he's a ten year old boy. Right, right, <laughs> and doesn't want to leave his mother, and his mother's like, "No, like it'll be a better life for you if you go with these people." Right. Okay. That's interesting that you talk a boy out of slavery. That's <laughs> that's, just, <laughs> that's, just, that's interesting. But yeah. yeah. But I was gonna say, I'm surprised uh, Frank hasn't brought up his chosen one yet. Who's my chosen one? Buffy. Oh yeah, that was that's another chosen one in every generation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Extremely reluctant. Yeah. There's definitely, you know, the whole thing of not wanting to, not wanting to not be able to fit in, to want not be a part of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buffy's a good one. I think Buffy's a great one, to be honest. I think, you know, when you're talking about the trope of 
you know, and that's definitely set up with a, you know, a mentor who's there to help her explain what the, how the world works mm-hmm. in Giles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Giles is definitely the character that, you know, is the one that, you know, pinches his, you know, takes off his glasses, pinches his nose, and explains the reason why it's important that they're doing what they're doing because it's part of the Watcher's Council. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely so. But I mean, it's also what's interesting about that one is the fact that, you know, throughout the series, because of death and or near death experiences, where Buffy, you, another, you know, you also have another chosen one, quote unquote, called, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have, it's not just her, you know, and then that that's something that I, th- I always thought was interesting about it. It's, it's like, yeah, in every generation, but there are, there's technicalities. It's not a perfectly clean situation. Yeah. Because if a Slayer right. dies, oh, then the next one just, the next one just gets activated. Right. right. Yeah. So th- there are there are instances where the chosen one can become the two. Right. Out of right. out of uh yeah, for lack of a better term, a technicality or or right, you know, a mix up of some kind, right? And then possibly more. Right, right. and possibly more. Because you have a moment like early on and you know, this is spoiling Buffy, but you know, this is not spoiling at all. You know, Buffy dies for a, like has a near death experience, dies for a couple minutes, and then is brought back. Mm-hmm. And then another Slayer is called, right? So then you mm-hmm. have two Slayers. Another Slayer shows up in Sunnydale, and they're like, "What?" And then they have to explain, "Well, that's the reason why there's another Slayers because technically she died." Yeah, like the universe just activated the next one, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Exactly. And then when that one dies, <laughs> then you have an entirely another situation with a whole brand new, another, you know, another Slayer comes along. Beyond sort of or sort of that idea that that you know there's one called, there's one Slayer called for every in, in every generation. Mm. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Is is there much to the Buffy lore that is predicated on destiny? Well, the story beyond that, is- I'm, I'm curious because I'm, I'm just I'm just asking out of uh, out of lack of knowledge, because, you know, as, as I've said in previous episodes, like like my watching of Buffy's was very sparse. Mm hmm. You know, I've, I've seen chunks of it here and there, but I never did like one beginning to end all the way through. Right. Like, is she foretold to do certain tasks? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, in this one, it would be, I mean, it's, it's more along the lines of there's a, it's, it's the Hellmouth is her, right? Where the Hellmouth in Sunnydale is, is where she's stationed, kind of. Like, there's a Hellmouth that's open there. You know, there's supposed to be a Slayer there. The Watcher's Council knows there's supposed to be a Slayer there. Or that's her Gotham, in a way. Right, exactly. That's her turf. That's the, but, but the other thing is that I always thought was odd was, um, they mention that there are other Hellmouths. Yeah. But there's only one Slayer at a time. Yeah, which makes that weird. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, so who's taking, I mean, do they just have, I mean, granted, we meet other characters and other like demons or other demon human hybrids or people that have extraordinary abilities in within the world of Buffy and Angel. But, you know, it's not one of those things where it, it, the, the Watchers Council is like, well, we have so-and-so set up here in this town because there's a Hellmouth there. Right. Right, like the watchers aren't keeping an eye on things and then just like putting out the Buffy signal to be like, come to this one. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> we got exactly. an emergency. Right, that's what I'm saying. There's no, I mean, there's no like Buffy world tour where she's going from, from Hellmouth to Hellmouth. Right. You know, taking oh. care of the local. All right, wow. I know. No, yeah, I know. T- no, Frank, you just stumbled upon like an awesome <laughs> show though. Right, <laughs> exactly. Well, of course, that's what I mean. That's why I, was, yeah. I thought it'd be, you know, why they didn't have that as an idea or maybe they did as a possible spinoff and they just didn't get a chance to do it. I don't well, know. But in a way, that's what actually it becomes in a way, doesn't it? It does. Without, you yeah. know, we want to spoil. We can spoil no, it. Um, eh, let's, let somebody stumble onto it. But it's okay. not. It's not a, a an awakening moment. If we did figure that out in the first or second season, that'd been brilliant. Mm. But mm. yeah, because that's my 10 thing. Years I, after the fact, I always thought it was just like I said. That was one of the things where I'm like, well, you know, what? Who's so? Are we just letting those towns go? 
<laughs> in the war in the war against evil, the war against whatever's going on. Because th- again, we've talked about in other shows the idea of like the powers that be an angel, right? Yes. And for a while, the angels beholden to, to like basically help them out, and they basically set them on the path until they start to have the the whole vision thing with Doyle and then Cordelia explained where he's supposed to basically. Like, it's kind of like his version of a trouble alert is yeah. <laughs> is those visions. But you know, it, so you know, again, it's not it's not wholly and solely unheard of that that sort of thing is going on all over the world because we do see that at one point the idea that you know. The watchers are based out of at Britain, so they're you know they're international. Yeah, but right. as far as whether or not you know, again, like I said, it's it, until you know it's not it's not so clear cut as to who's dealing with that other stuff. Yeah, but no, but, but it's interesting that you brought up Angel, uh, mm-hmm. because now that I think about it, Angel is more similar to what Anakin Skywalker was, mm-hmm. in which he's he's is or isn't the chosen one. It depends on. How he takes the reins or if he accepts it. Does that make (laughs) sense? Sure. Because at one point, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Zach, but Angel is given a prophecy. Yes. And because he has a soul, they don't know if he's the one with the soul. Right. And then they make that murky by bringing another vampire with the soul. Right. Mm -hmm. So he becomes the chosen one and not the chosen one all at the same time. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. They played ambiguous a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's kind of they they like to I mean one thing about that show is you know and it's great that about it is the fact that they love to move the goalposts on Angel. Oh, <laughs> right. Quite often. Right. You know, just because you you know just because and, and but again, it's by I think design it's, though. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. No. It's not like um it's not an indica- indication of the quality of the writing. It's very oh, no, intentional no. to like we've introduced this idea, okay, and now we're complicating it now. Of now, course. now we're messing it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Right, because like we, you know, they do it in the show, and then there's a like we talked about it before. There's an uh, an angel one shot that I wish they'd gotten explored more, which was the idea of, you know, when angels cursed with the soul by the gypsies, that it's not, you know, the the question becomes, well, you got a soul, but there's no there's no guarantee that it's your soul, like your original soul. You may have got mm. someone's soul, and they were better than you. They're a better person, and now you have their soul. Right. So you may be, you know, it's not necessarily that you're going to be a better person or better because of what you're doing. Which is another like turn of the knife or you know a twist on things for him that they don't ever pick back up again. Mm. But yeah, I mean it, it, overall, like 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 Tommy was saying, they do they do you know basically well the other there's the other prophecy about his about about um, fathers and sons, right, Tommy? Yeah, about how um, I mean from his father or just overall? No, when he, for him, there's another prophecy about the whole thing with. Um, but again, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a prophecy about him where they basically set something up where it's supposed to be the way it is. And it's a great moment where, you know, that's one thing about that show is it's all in the air. One is it's a matter of interpreting the language it was written in as well as what it actually means. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. I'm trying to remember the father part of it, though. Think about him being a father or the potential okay. of him yeah, or, yeah, the potential yeah, of, yeah. or the potential of him being a father. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. okay. So no, they I do a lot of that stuff. But yeah, I can see, I mean, I see what you're saying with the whole prophecy of him being a chosen one of, of being the vampire with the soul. Because they definitely, again, they definitely, they, it's one of those things of like what you're working towards. They basically let it, let you think he's working towards something. And then it might be like, oh no, it's not for you. Yeah. You're not the one, you're not the one that gets this, is, is the one that's supposed to be working for this in the first place, which is a nice bit. So. But yeah, I didn't, I wasn't, when we were talking about Chosen Ones, I was just thinking about, you know, Buffy was one that came up and then when you mentioned Angel, one that I thought that was really interesting that I don't even know really pays off because I didn't ever finish the series, Mm. which is we, you know, we haven't really talked about this character much on the show, is Lion-O. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sure. Like Lionel is a chosen one for sure, right? Right. Yes. From Thundercats. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Lionel from yeah. Thundercats. You know, and, and in the original stuff, it's, you know, he's, I always thought it was a great character bit, but also a, like an almost slightly, it's just tragic because, and they do a lot with it in the original show. And I don't know how much they've done it since they've done reboots. But the idea that, you know, Lionel grows up in and in a, basically has an adult body, but he's still a child inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I don't even remember what the prophecy was for. I mean, it obviously has a sort of omen, which is heavy with prophecy in the name alone. Oh, definitely. But I don't know. I don't remember. Does anyone remember what it was? His deal was for being what the prophecy was. Was as, were they supposed to find him a new home for a new Thundera? Or I mean, he was. He was. I guess chosen to bring back his people, basically. Right. Does that that's, get paid that's off? That's Yeah. <laughs> but does that get paid off as a thing? No, but they don't rely heavily on the prophecy deal as more as the survivor of a lost world. You know. Right. Mm. They don't. They don't really play it up to it. But no. But he does fall as the chosen one because. Before he's even old enough to hold his sword, he's there. He's already chosen as king, like King Arthur or something. Right, because they look to him a lot of times to make decisions. I'm like, he's like a 12 year old kid, really. Yeah, right, yeah. right. You know, yeah. I'm like, you're placing all this stuff on him, and, and early on, especially that he demonstrates that he doesn't have the maturity level to be what he's supposed to be, because Mumra manipulates him pretty easily. No, 12 year old kid. Mm-hmm. You know, basically messes with his head and basically messes with his emotions, and he, you know, reacts, you know, in a way that he he thinks that an adult would, or you know, or you know, <laughs> as a chosen one. No, I totally forgot about him. I thought you were gonna go with another '80s cartoon. Oh, okay, that's what I, I, I didn't think you were gonna go with an '80s cartoon. I thought when you said when you said series, I didn't finish. I thought you were gonna say Korra of the Avatar stuff, and I was like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That's another, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I figured we'd get to, I'm sure we would get the Avatar, but the one that I was thinking about, like, just, at, just outside of stuff was, was Lionel. And I, again, I just never, you know, if I just sort of, my interest in, in the show, I mean, I loved the show as a kid, but at the same time, it was kind of like, I didn't finish it as a, as a series. And I've never really, revi- I mean, I revisited, Zach, you and I talked about when they did the Cartoon Network reboot. Yeah, the 2011 one? Yeah, yeah we that- watched... No, that's the one I was thinking about a little because I watched the original as a kid and everything. But I, but like like you, I didn't finish it. It was just kind mm-hmm. of sparse. Right. You know, whatever episode was on, you know, when when I was home mm-hmm. was what I caught. But I watched all the Cartoon Network one all the way through. And there's, I mean that that one sort of didn't get a chance to finish, right? And so no, and so like I don't know what they were building up, but it was it, there there was very much. In the 26 episodes that we got, like the idea that he was unfit, the idea that he was in over his head mm. uh, was was a big deal. And um, and I don't think that they ever got to to really effectively uh, challenge that idea and see the growth just yet, because I mm. think I, I think it was calculated that like that was coming had we got more episodes and we just didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, we see him being put to tests, and then other Thundercats do better consistently. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, he yeah. does at certain <laughs> tests. We just yeah. hadn't gotten to the part where he developed himself. Right, but yeah, that no, was one. Like yeah. I said, that was one that I, I, it would, when I was thinking about the show, I was like, oh yeah, that's one that I, you know I don't really think of, but yeah, he definitely is. So I thought I thought you were going to mention um, Rodimus Prime from Transformers. Or Hot that's Rod. a good one too. <laughs> I, I thought about Rodimus, but yeah, but I figured, yeah. like I said. Lion No was the one I was like, oh yeah. We've not think we've ever mentioned we may have mentioned Thundercats, but not uh No, but never never Lionel specifically. Yeah. For Transformers, that one got added along the way, obviously. The whole notion of a of a destined leader mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because it's not until the movie that we realize like, oh, there's, they've got their own like Excalibur of sorts in the matrix of leadership (laughs) that that chooses who the hero is and will only work for, for specific people. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Sadly to ultra Magnus's dismay, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Eh, he gets He's better. Not happy about it. He gets better. <laughs> he gets better. Yeah, no, that's one of my f- most favorite examples is is Hot Rod and Transformers the movie, and mm-hmm. and and I like how um how I don't want to say surprising because I mean it's clear that he's like he's the main character, mm. right? Oh, yeah. But I like I like the nebulousness of it with ultra Magnus when he's trying to open the matrix and, and it's, and it's a little bit of, he's not the one, right? He's got, he's got a tractor trailer. He has to be the one. (laughs) He's not the one, but it's also, it's not, it's not just that he's not the one. It's also that it's not the time, right? He's like misjudging the moment. Yeah. To do it also, which I think is an interesting aspect of it. You know, whereas mm-hmm. Hot Rod, you know, he knows the moment when it comes like this is this is it. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I just find it weird that they could house that thing in their chest on a moment's notice. Like all of them had a capacity to do it. Like when <laughs> Prime goes away, Ultimate, I'll hold on to it. It's like, really? Yeah. Right. God, that movie's so great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if there's a if there's ever a song about the one. Well, Sure. It's it's you've got the touch. I mean, you got the touch. That you know, we weren't going to do it as our cool down, but that's the best song about a chosen one I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough to beat that one. Yeah. So I have a couple of like loose chosen ones, as I call them, right? And it's not explicitly said. Well, maybe maybe in a few instances it is it is sort of said. It's not it's not as heavy handed as like Anakin, like you're the chosen one, right? But mm-hmm. the one that I'm thinking about is Black Panther, right? Where T'Challa okay. is the chosen one, air quote chosen one, by way of lineage, right? Like mm-hmm. he's just. I thought he was more royal. He's the son though. of a king. He's the next in line, right? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. by that way, he he's the chosen one. But what I think is interesting about it is that, especially in the movie, when when they have like like the um, the combat trials, right, where it's like it can be disputed at any point, right, right, and 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 essentially like your status as the one as the king has to be defended, mm-hmm. right? Like I think of it as 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 as, as like as like a wrestling thing because because I'm a mark. Right. When whenever somebody wins a championship for the first time, they say, like, you got a target on your back. Like now, like you have to defend that. Right. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think about that with with Black Panther, like like his 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 fitness as a leader can be called into question at any moment. Right. I thought it was only for that day, though. Right. It wasn't like ongoing. Well, okay. how, How did you read that? That's well, interesting me, because I I read that it that it could be said at any point that if somebody was thought that they had a claim to it or thought that they would do better, they could challenge him. Well, I I thought that he he held the mantle due to lineage, but when he claims the ruler of Wakanda, 
like I guess when they bury their dad, well, there's a day in which anybody comes, and that's the open challenge. Hence why um um uh, what's his name from the from the other tribe fights him too. Mm. It's a it's 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 the day to you know to be if you want to be king, here's the day that you prove yourself type of situation. Mm. And that's why it was important for Killmonger to come on that particular time to do said thing. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't have to accept this challenge. Because at one point right. it's like the remember the mother's like, you don't have to accept it. They're like, no, I'll do it. You know, and just <laughs> to, you know, just to prove a point or whatever. Yeah. But he didn't have to accept it, even if someone challenges him on that regard, as yeah. opposed to um wrestling rules. <laughs> at least right. that's what I believe. Well, John Cena doesn't have to doesn't have to defend against okay. Randy Orton always, but he will. Okay. 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. yeah, but no, I just I think I think that that's an interesting wrinkle. No, it that's, is. Mm-hmm. That's that's mixed into that where it's um you know, yeah, Buff Buffy's status can be complicated but not not like not in that way. Like like somebody's not stepping up to her to take it from her. Yeah. Necessarily, she, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Another Number four, yeah, two more, right? Yeah, I got a few more, but no, no, no. Okay. You know, toss it out. What, what do you got? I was going to say the one where Destiny plays against you mm-hmm. was one that I clearly have forgotten about. Was Carathrace Starbuck? Mm. And uh, which okay. her Destiny was the one to lead them to their end. <laughs> right. The harbinger of death. Yeah. Battle, Battlestar Galactica. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Which that would just suck overall to get that kind of destiny. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if that one works for me. I never, I never fully embraced the whole, <laughs> you know, space angel or whatever she was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I get what they were setting up with, you know, all the stuff and you know, all along the watchtower and all that, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't quite work for me. Because again, it's, 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 and then I don't know if I've said this before. On I know I think I've said it to you in, in in conversation, I don't think I've said it on the podcast, but for me, it was always a matter of, you know, when you're dealing with a show that, that was so heavily steeped in the idea of religion, Which you it know, was. you mm-hmm. know, the idea of, you know, well, the one, the, the Cylons believe in the one true God. And then like the colonists believing in, you know, the various gods of their various planets and all that to have someone literally come back from the dead, be proven to not be a Cylon and not be something else. Why? And, you know, and again, it's, it's like the end game. So they only have so many episodes, episodes to work with it. But the idea that a major religion didn't spring up again around uh, Starbucks never made any sense to me. Like the miraculous is right over there. We also not to mention the fact that also on the on the on the on the tarmac we have a god ship. We have a ship we don't know where it came from or what it does. But it's 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 proof that that her ship can come back. You know, basically she's come back from the dead. Not only is like you know a Christ like figure, <laughs> there's also a god ship right over there. And no one, no one, other than like a, a momentary blip in an episode or two, I think no one really questions it, which I think is very odd mm-hmm. that they don't do anything with it. Yeah. I mean, knowing where it goes, it's very, yeah. it's very odd. But in the moment, I remember watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Be, being very intrigued by it. And what is mm-hmm. this about? And where is this going? And yeah, yeah. When, when you, when you finish the series to its end. Right. It's a little, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not to mention, not to mention the fact where she's screaming, "We're going the wrong way for four episodes or however long it is." Yeah. 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 You know, there's that too. I mean, don't be wrong. I, you know, I love the character of the shows. I, I think I'm on board for like 
95% of that show and the rest of it doesn't work for me. But yeah, that one, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, I, I get it, but I didn't, I didn't work. It didn't land for me. Oh, no, I didn't say it was the best depiction of it, but they tried to <laughs> no, push no, off. I hear you. I'm just yeah. saying what we're like, as we, you know, we were talking about in the open, it's just one of the things where that went to me, you know, you make her character of destiny and then you don't, you know, you want to, you want to just try, you just want to trade on the trope of, yeah, she's a character of destiny. I'm like, but you're, you're, you've shown, you know, in a show about killer robots, you've given, taken the time to explain that they're, they have a religion. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That to me, that to me means uh, if you, yeah, they should have rallied around her. I got you. Yeah. If you've put that much time and effort into the idea of, you know, thinking about the idea that maybe, you know, robots might have a religion that, I mean, that's the kind of depth that Ron Moore put into the series. You might want to explain that the, 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 the killer angel that I saw mow down a bunch of people in one episode where she comes back as to why <laughs> that is. And they did, we don't get it. We never get it explained. No, we never get right. it explained. It simply is. Yeah. So. Yeah, but so go, going along with the with the idea of like looser ones too, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've I've a couple of captains for you. Okay, <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Go for it. One one is you know is Captain America, right? Okay, not the chosen okay. one, right? But a carefully selected one, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, who uh, yeah, who is yeah. who is selected among however many candidates, right. right? And and the idea like what and what I like about Captain America is, I think it kind of illustrates a commonality among really like not all of them, but most of them is, is he's, he's selected for something that's not skill based. Right. Right. It's, it's something about him, the Mm -hmm. person, right? right? It's something it's, 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 it's a character selection that makes him the one. Right. And then the skills come later. Which, which is, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a commonality with Anakin. It's a common, right? <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's, um, even with the, with the Avatar, like Ang and Katara, right? There is, there is mm. a, there, there is a thing about them, right? Right. Well, I guess in, in the case of the Avatars, I mean, there is a thing that is different about them, right? But, it, but that doesn't discount the fact that there is a, still training and skill to be developed, sure, to be taught, right? Things to be taught. Really, even Sam Wilson is is a bit of a chosen one too in that instance, right? Because the mantle is is selected to 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 be given to him, mm-hmm. right? So far, anyway, we'll see what happens with the show, right? <laughs> with Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier, you know. Um, but the other one that I that I was thinking is uh, in a in um, and it's really displayed very nicely in the showcase is the Captain Marvel, uh, aka Shazam showcase that they did with superman and black adam and that's a really really cool one too we're like it's billy batson is this and Mm -hmm. he's this person with this trait and with these traits and the wizard bestows him that power for those reasons right you know billy batson was on or you know captain marvel shazam uh was on my list as well the idea that no it's it's you know there's a reason why billy gets these powers and it's also very telling that you know, there's the, you know, he's the first mortal to get these powers in thousands of years. Right. 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 You know, before that we tried this back in Egypt and it didn't go so well. Right. <laughs> oh, that one didn't work out. Yeah. The yeah. guy who got it before you kind of tried to take things over and was, you know, was awful and was, you know, a tyrant. Yep. So we chose poorly. Yeah. Yep. We chose poorly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Do better. Right. Coming but- soon <laughs> to a Cineplex near you starring right. Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Yes. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. You'll see all, you'll see that guy's story soon enough. Yeah. Um, I don't get me wrong. I love that guy. That guy's awesome. Oh when yeah. Bring him, oh, black yeah. Adam is awesome. He's a terrific character, but yeah, he's a great character. Yeah. But conversely, what I love about, about Billy is the fact that again, it's, it's illustrated there in the showcase. I agree that I love that showcase, but where I also love it is in young justice. Mm-hmm. And you know, the moment I'm talking about. Yeah. It's in, it's misplaced. in the one misplaced yeah. is the episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the one where basically, you know, I don't, you know, when, when, when Billy's the only, you know, the only kid that goes between the adult world and the kid world. And the reason in the, in the great line about, I don't need the wisdom of Solomon. I have the wisdom of Billy Batson. Yeah. You know, there's a reason, like you said, there's a reason why that kid is the one that gets these gifts of the gods right. to, you know, to fight, to fight evil and injustice. And it's a great moment. So yeah, I love Billy Batson. And the premise of that young justice episode was that uh, magic forces had disappeared all of the adults mm-hmm. or all of the kids, depending on what your perspective was and basically split them up into two worlds. Right. So mm-hmm. one world was only full of kids and one world was uh, only full of adults. And Billy Batson, as you know, Shazam from movies you've seen, had the ability to go back and forth between worlds just by changing forms. Right. Mm-hmm. It is an awesome episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great moment. Yeah. It's a one. It's a really good one. It is. And, and really both of those, the showcase and that episode of Young Justice is like if if, you know, if. If for whatever reason, if you want to get into Shazam, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. those two are awesome starting points. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep, totally. The agree. movie's good too. I like the Shazam movie a lot too. I, I don't think it gets talked about enough. But. Yeah, just thinking of the trope for chosen ones. Like for me, it definitely necessitates a higher power. Just in my own thinking about it, mm-hmm. prophecy, universe, destiny, some sort of higher power. So. Shazam does fall into that being that the wizard Shazam is the higher power Mm -hmm. in this case that does choose a champion and bestows powers upon them. Uh, That's just the way I was thinking of the trope in general. Mm. Uh, I have, I have more tolerance for one than the other. Um, (laughs) Okay. Okay. Prophecy is one of the quickest ways to make me roll my eyes. Sure. Watching or reading anything. Mm hmm. Uh, the, the Shazam style chosen one I have, I have more tolerance for, and neither one isn't, neither of them are deal breakers for me, right. mm-hmm. but that prophecy one's got a whole, whole lot of more weight that it has to make up for to make mm-hmm. me like it right, than, right. than others. Yeah. Ooh. Well, that's what I was saying that with Clifton, what I was saying with, with angels, the fact that they love to throw out prophecy and then just be like, no dummy, you read it wrong. Or, <laughs> or, or, or the other one is no, I purposely changed the prophecy on you to make you think it was something else. Ooh. Yeah. But if that's the case, Clifton, um, what do you think of um Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the first one I've seen it but not in a long time. Yeah, me <laughs> I too. don't remember much about it. Well the first one dealt with a person who thought he was the chosen one mm-hmm. and a character who didn't think he was the chosen one, but end up becoming the chosen one. Right. In right. which they fight. So but it all predicated on destiny. And, um, right, so it's the, like a subversion of the tropes, yes, but still kind of playing along with them at the same time. Yeah. Yes. What do you think of that? I mean, I remember enjoying the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, fun. Okay. Yeah, was I remember liking fun. the movie a lot. Yeah, and I like yeah. I I like the complicated aspect of it. Of of this is this is a guy on paper. Yes, that is the one, and and is everything you you know you would think about when when that you know, comes to mind. And then here's this other one that is not at all what, yes. you, what you would associate with being the one. Mm-hmm. And yet for one, for, for a reason, one is, and the other one isn't. 
Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was fun, the yeah. how they did it. And they, they kept pushing that chosen one thing for the next two sequels. I'm surprised that they that they got that much out of it. But yeah. the first one was generally the, the I feel was the best one as far as the depiction of it. Yeah, I like I I like when it can get complicated like yeah. that. When you can when you can mess with it. And um I have a controversial one. Oh. So spoiler for uh Justice League Unlimited. I'm going to spoil the episode epilogue, which is the <laughs> okay, Batman sure. Beyond thing. Okay. And what I like about this one is I, I I absolutely love chosen one tropes. I love those kinds of stories, but I also love a circumstantial hero also, mm-hmm. right? A hero like like right time, right place hero. And what I what I find so interesting about this episode of epilogue that that does like a flash forward in the Batman Beyond time. So it's 15 years after the Batman Beyond show. So it's farther in the future, even. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's this idea that Terry all along is thought to be circumstantial hero. Right. Mm-hmm. Right place, right time. Right. And takes it himself and, you know, does the best he can with it. And then right. you come to see that there are some revelations with Amanda Waller and Bruce Wayne and some other things where no, no, like there was an attempt to, to create a Batman. Right. And to where the world needed a Batman. And what I like about what I find is it, which that in and of itself, I wouldn't be okay with, but what I think is interesting about how they play with it here is that there's that attempt. So there's like a, a a nugget of Terry Terry McGinnis being the one. And then circumstance intervening again and the plan kind of falling apart and yet somehow he ends up finding the mantle anyway. And so I like this idea of it's, it's like destiny and not all at the same time. And I like that it doesn't come down one on one hand or the other. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I- no, I, I agree to to a point. Um, I don't think Batman was Superman in which he would let some random person get his DNA. Mm-hmm. Well, not random, but Waller, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. That's my only thing. It was, I felt it to be um, very specific. As soon as she showed her plan, I liked that Terry was random. And the, yeah. to make it seem like that he was random and not random at the same time mm-hmm. was weird. But I, I see what you're getting at. It, it, to me, it, actually, it was I was conflicted in with in their depiction of him being the chosen one at the same time not being the chosen one. You know? Yeah, yeah. Right. No, no, no. I know. No, I know. And and you're not the only one. Believe me, I know. I know that. I know that some fans, some fans love that episode. Some fans don't. And I and yeah. and I'm with you. Like I think I think the idea of him being the chosen one is is a strange one. And I think that in and of itself, like I said, like I, like I wouldn't be really on board with that, but I think that there is an elegance in the way that they play with it yeah. in the way, in the way that they complicate that themselves. Right. And this, yeah. in this, like in this, you know, for lack of a better term, this grandiose, like complex plan in order to set this thing in motion, to make this, you know, to create a Batman post Bruce Wayne doesn't really work out. And yet somehow it works out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I mean, I was perfectly okay with him being Michael Gross, you know, uh, Stephen Keaton's kid from Batman <laughs> <laughs> Beyond, because he because he voices wow. he's the dad, right? He voices the dad in, yeah, in Batman yeah, Beyond in the pilot. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, it's futuristic Alex P. Keaton. Yes, yeah. exactly. I was perfectly fine with it being a futuristic Alex P. Keaton. I had no problem with it. But I do, I mean, I do love, you know, epilogue. I like the idea. I like the, you know, the reveal by Amanda Waller. Um, you know, the the fact that they got CTH Powder to say, <laughs> what's the line? Not, 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 entire, not even entirely what I meant. When she's talking about all the DNA all over town. Right, yeah. How, yeah. how how when she's talking about how they how they got Bruce's DNA, which right. yeah. she's like not it wasn't even, easy. No, like it's yeah, you know, not even remotely what I meant. That's what she says. Yeah, not even not remotely. Even, what she, I meant. Yeah, when she when she's saying she's saying his DNA was left all over town. Not even remotely <laughs> what I meant. Yeah, yeah not but, even remotely what I meant. But she's referring to the fact that he he's been wounded a lot all over <laughs> right. the place. Yeah, yeah, right. Not that, yeah, that, not, that he's, not, not that he's whipping it all over Gotham or wherever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know, ex Talia, you know. He, oh, he I know. Was well, I remember again. I remember that the episode with uh, with Talia coming back, and they show the basically the wall. The, it's like the the many loves of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. On it the was, computer uh, screen. Well, it, it doesn't help that you know he's getting down with Catwoman on rooftops either. So you know, <laughs> so that's that's, just, that's, that's what true. makes me think of that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I but I'm I'm okay with them playing it like having you know having it be yes and no. I'm fine with yeah. it. It's a, it's, it's, you know, it works, you know, it's a nice bit of, you know, again, a legacy of stuff. It's, it works for me. You know, there's, you know, there's a ton of, you know, bat, you know, bat orphans and bat children and, you know, it's okay. I'm fine yeah. with it. No. And, and, and I don't, I don't quite understand what the ratio is. I mean, there's sometimes where ambiguity I hate. I'm just like, I'm like, pick a side. Yeah. Come on, you know what I mean. And then there's some right. where, like, I love it. There's some where I love that it's that that it's it's it can be either or, mm-hmm. and it's both, right? But neither at the same right. And this is one <laughs> yeah, of those instances where, like, time. you know, and it's you know, it's probably McDuffie. Yeah, <laughs> I think who no, does who does it so, so well. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, I'm sure. So. I'm sure it has has something to do with the fact that he did the script for that show and kind of yeah, you know, was was able to sort of uh toe the line nicely but yeah i mean that's that's one of my favorite instances but i think it's but i also think it's the the one thing about it is that that goes on for so long that you never like you're, you've kind of ruled out by that point there's no way that he could ever you know that sort of thing would happen and then they're like yeah he is right. <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean yeah so but, uh, but yeah and at the same time and even still but it also doesn't it, to me it doesn't ruin what happened before either no no, I don't that's, think so. That, that's the key to me is that right. in this revelation that we're being kind of coy and vague about, because um, you should watch it, uh, yeah. is is like it's still somehow. To me, it, it to me it plays safe. To me, to mm-hmm. me, it's like it's completely all within bounds, and it doesn't it doesn't ruin anything beforehand. Yeah. No, like, probably- you know, there's not a scene in Batman Beyond that now I'm watching, going, "Oh, wait!" But right. now this is no. like no, like that stuff is all intact to me right yep yeah well should we talk about avatar we should talk about <laughs> avatar because <laughs> we don't have, we don't we, have a lot t- of time i know i know we we sort of we sort of glossed over it earlier because i never thought i would be naming that one but no the, let's talk about avatar okay really avatar Ugh. <laughs> no not not the not the fern gully with blue people not jake Soli. yeah but yeah but it still plays into it yeah, the Ferngully one still plays into it. That's the crazier part of it. Eh, I can I, I don't unobtainium. That's all you need to know. Anyway, okay. let's talk about Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's the yeah. one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, that's the one I meant. <laughs> I'd rather talk about that one. Yeah, yeah, of course. Why would I spend two minutes on, on a minute or more on the other one? No. Yeah. I like Avatar. Avatar, Avatar the Last Airbender or the Avatar uh, yeah, the James Airbender. Cameron movie? Airbender, yeah. Airbender, Airbender. <laughs> yeah. Please make that distinction. Enough about Jim Cameron. <laughs> Airbender, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, again, when you get to like the Chosen One trope, it's a pretty great one. It is. It is. You know? um, and, they, and then, they, But it's also one of the ones that I think is, you know, it's, it's definitely world building stuff, obviously, because, you mm-hmm. know, it's one of the things where that one, what I love about that one with the idea of a Chosen One trope is there's, um, it's very rare that you have a mentor character that is the same age as your chosen one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Who's the mentor? Yeah, Usually your mentor uh, is a character that's, that's seen the world or been out in the world or, or is, a, you know, a much older character that's imparting wisdom. Like they, they talk about the idea. It's in, again, we're getting back to Campbell, Joseph Campbell stuff. You know, they're usually the character that, that, that introduces you as a, as a reader or a viewer into the larger world as a whole. And I like the fact that Avatar does it in such a nice piecemeal way that you get touches on the rest of the world. But the reason why they see the rest of the world is because they go there. Yeah. No, I get that. But that one, I will say yes and no, because he has multiple masters. Right. That, that was my, mm-hmm. but that was going to get to that too, was the idea that he has a ton of different mentors too. But they're all, I mean, they're all within, you know, they're not that much older than he is. Yeah. I disagree with you. Okay. Um, he gets a master and master gung or whatever who tells him he's the avatar initially, which causes him to flee because mm-hmm. he's constantly referencing his teachings from him and who he is as a person. Okay. You also have the previous avatar who um, instructs Roku. King what not to do mm-hmm. because here's what I messed up. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to a lower level with fighting because he does it to, I mean, they're not as old as them. Like um, at one point um, what's his name? Zuko mm-hmm. becomes a mentor to him, in which he he brings the reality of his situation closer to him, based upon who he is and what he's dealt with. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the right. fact of it builds a big with the whole world building, because in all the other mappings of it, we get that one person who hammers it in, right? But in Avatar, in its brilliance. It shows it can come from anyone in order to um, bring your message uh, or at least uh, what you can learn from different people in different ways, even from your enemy. Right. I mean, he, but again, I agree with you. He gets guidance from the, from being like with the other avatars, but I'm saying when it comes to like the bending, those are all people in his peer group. Except air. Okay. Except air, but. That's not, I mean, we don't, we don't see what all, we don't see the le- life lessons so much that he learned from them as opposed to like what he learns from Katara and Toph and from, you know, we're spoiling the show, but <laughs> yeah. you should watch yeah, Avatar right now. Stop listening to us and go watch it. But we, but, but we can but we get it constantly because he's always like, remember when we, whenever Aang does an introspect on who he is, mm-hmm. he always says the monks or specifically that monk. Right. So it's already mentored into him is what I'm trying to establish. Sure, that for air, mm-hmm. but the rest of it is not hammered into him from from those from the from the what he learned in the air temple. No, and he, even, it's when not. He, when, even when he tries to see he got Boomy, who's supposed to be one of his oldest and dearest friends, and help him learn stuff. Boomy's like, <laughs> Boomy's Boomy. Yeah, <laughs> and he has to and he has to find another master. Yeah, but Boomy's incapacitated. Okay, but he's so still. 
but he still he still sought out someone who he thought would be able to help him, and he ends up being with someone who's in his peer group. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that Aang, even as a young character, has a mentor that's younger than him. Yeah, is yes, one of yeah, them. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that. That's very yeah. rare in, in, in the whole chosen one trope is the idea that, no, you're not, you're going to have to seek out, you're going to learn from somebody that isn't, you know, a wise and, you know, it's not Yoda, you know, it's not someone who's been, you know, through the fire. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's that, that girl over there, <laughs> you know, who's, who's, you know, showing the boulder what's what. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious, Clifton. So, how does how does the prophecy angle of of Airbender kind of fit into into your thoughts about about prophecy and like chosen one characters and the tropes and stuff like that? I mean, there's I think the Avatar, like in Airbender, they're more like Buffy. They're more like Shazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not being foretold to do specific one specific quest, one specific task. They're not like bringing balance to the Force per se. Mm-hmm. Their mission is to kind of keep balance amongst all the benders, but it's an ongoing thing. Job. Yeah, right. It's just it's just their job description, right? Um, but I mean, but I he, mean, so that's like the un. I mean, the universe is choosing them each yeah. time right. at birth. But I mean, but they do say in in the credits that like that the, that the avatar is foretold to like to to bring together the four nations. Mm-hmm. Right, but I mean, I think that's what all the avatars were doing before until the Fire Nation went crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It all so they were be, like everything yeah. was all good until like one of these nations acted up. So it's this one's job to make it like it was before mm. to fix things and put order back in place. What I like about Airbender, um, and then later into Korra is the idea that that yeah that it's uh the Avatar is like is like a life spirit, and mm. then one when one dies. It, it there will be another avatar that will be born and 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 i like that the idea is that there, that there's a that like like who is it gonna be right mm. and it follows a specific cycle in the universe yeah yeah, the, yeah. The, the, we know it's a specific cycle but we but it can be but it's not necessarily a uh a household or a name or 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 a lineage in that way like like a familial lineage that's gonna that, that's gonna be connected to it in that way, right? Like it can, there, it can be anybody, right? You know, and that's what I think is cool. But of a particular disciple, right? What do you mean? Like the reason why the Fire Nation wiped out the Air Nomads because they knew without a doubt the next Avatar would be Air, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it always follows the same cycle. Yeah, yeah. Because Earth was before Air, right? Kiyoshi. Actually, um, before, no, no, before fires Earth, yeah. And then that's why water was after um was after air. air. air yeah. 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 But you get what I'm saying. It's not it's not like the Skywalkers. It's not like right, like right. It could be anyone yeah. from any yeah. of those. It could nations. be anybody yeah. from that yeah. Yeah. from that nation. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You like it because it's not specific royalty. Or, or well, I just like I I feel like I feel like there's there's a story that I want to see of them finding like, like who, who, who the avatar is. Right. Okay. I mean, we, we've, we have gotten comic books and stuff like that, but as far as, as far as like the shows themselves, uh, we've only gotten two series and in both series, the avatar was known in the first episode. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, like, you know, we knew it was Aang and Korra knew that she was the avatar already at that point. And I, th- th- there's a story I think that I would like to see of like, well, you know, blank enter, you know, name avatar has passed. Right. Now there's a new one being, you know, that, that, that is being born. Okay. Where's that baby? We need to find where this, like who this baby is, who the new avatar is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know? you want, yeah. oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. You, um, there's an ambiguous uh, disconnect to find out who becomes the avatar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I feel like that there's a fun story to be told there, I think, where like, you know, there, there, there is a moment, I feel like, where the avatar reveals itself. Is it? To, okay. to people. To the public, it, to whoever. It reminds me of another one. Mm. Um, are you a Lord of the Rings fan? Yeah, the movies. I haven't. Uh... <laughs> I mean, well, the character of Aragorn being, he didn't know he was the king of all, whatever, whatever. He just was doing whatever he's supposed to be doing, you know? Mm-hmm. He was a hero within himself, but he didn't know he'd be the hero or the king, so to speak. Mm. It, I think uh, it doesn't deal as heavy as prophecy. But, you know, but it's more along the lines of, I think that's, well, I, I don't know. I'm conflicted. I think that's a little bit of royalty, too, as opposed to the one that's saving everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. No, that's not the same. I have to take that back. <laughs> it's more un, of the unknown king as opposed to the one who's going to save us all type of atmosphere from before what we were discussing with prophecy and the mantle of saving mankind from the worst of the worst, so to speak. I mean, I liked him. I liked Aragorn. <laughs> I liked him too. <laughs> I liked him too. Yeah. But it's less prophecy. It's less Harry Potter, more um, where's where's that baby that was supposed to be born of such and such people and such and such, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's what I feel. Yeah. And what I, and what I like going back to, to uh, Avatar and stuff, what I like mm-hmm. about it is that Aang and Korra's journeys are very different in the sense where, where Aang is, is a little like ki- kind of has the wisdom already right and is a little bit more skill based where he's got to master these these you know the bending of of, of the other nations right mm-hmm. right which is which is you know uh, which we didn't say I mean is a, is a trope of the avatar the avatar in that world is the only person alive that can wield that can bend air earth water and fire right right? and and if Mm -hmm. you are a bender in that world you are only able to do one of those things the avatar is the only one that can do all four and then what i like with Korra is when we meet Korra, she's a little bit older than when we meet ang but the idea that like that she's already mastered three of the four right and then and then she's she goes to learn air which is the last one in 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 her development that she needs to learn but i like that her her journey is much more character and and wisdom and finding who she is you know what mm. i mean it's just it's just an interesting it's it's a fun because the shows are so alike and yet they're so different and i'm just impressed that how how they how they're able to sort of repackage the same idea to us so differently and you know yeah. No, actually, let me ask you a quick question then. Who do yeah, you think yeah. had it worse? Whose journey was worse? Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think had it worse? There's no right answer. 
Let me put that up. No, I mean, it's just a matter of what you're on one hand. One hand, Ang's asleep for a hundred years <laughs> in the ice. Well, yeah, yeah. So well, that's gotta suck. Yeah. But I, but I do feel like I feel like Cora's scars are bared a little bit more. Yeah, but you I wouldn't want to fight a. I wouldn't want to fight a forty-year-old uh, man or thirty-year-old man as a preteen. You know. No, no, no. I get it, but I mean, there, there's there. One of the things I like about Ang is is a little bit of a sense that his, you know, his character, while tested at moments, is kind of he's kind of unshakable in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, it's more of a, it's to me it's more of a thought of which is which do you prefer better, the reluctant hero or the overconfident hero? You know, because that's why I see the difference between the two. It's not that well, both didn't prevail in what they're supposed to do. It's just a matter of uh, that reluctancy helped Aang way better than um, Korra's experience in which Aang sought out, you know? One thing about one thing I'll say about Avatar is that, it, you know, with Aang is the fact that, you know, and we've talked about it before, is the idea that, you know, those are kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those are kids. Yes, yes. You yes. know, those are children trying to do this, right? I mean, that's one thing I love about that show is, you know, a lot of times in, in kid shows or kid protagonist shows, kids don't act like kids. And these characters absolutely act like, you know, they act like kids. And like you said, the thing about I wouldn't want to be a kid going up against a 40, you know, 40 plus year old man to try and, you know, cement my destiny. Yes. You know, there's that. There's a lot. That, that also makes the fact like, you know, when Aang finds out the, the fate of the air temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your whole people are wiped out. Yeah. Because of you, because yeah. they're trying to, they're trying to get, you yeah, know, they're trying, yeah, cause they're trying to, they're, yeah, because they're trying to get at you, because they were yeah, trying right. to find you, you know, that whole yeah. thing is, is, you know, for, for a kid to have to carry, not to mention the fact that he's trying to live up to this destiny. And there's a lot of, you know, you know, it's, there's, it's, there's a lot of moments like that in, in, in Avatar that are just, you know, just great, uh, you know, I, I like both series, but I think, yeah, um, Korra dealt with a lot of heavy handedness that they shied away from with Aang. Because they could have thrown that to Aang and it'd be slowly possible. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they didn't they didn't ground themselves in it like they did Korra mm-hmm. benefited Aang more. Because this the psychological trauma that Aang should have received as a result of dealing with that. Um it what they put Korra through, yeah. <laughs> but, that's, but I, I think but yeah. that's what's interesting about it to me is that I think that that, that is that's where Aang kind of excelled, right? Like that, 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 that's, that's where Aang, that's where Aang, that's where Aang was okay, right? But that was a skill of his. That was, that I, was a strength of his. Whereas Korra was a little bit more like, I got this. And then it's like, no, 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 no. Like, don't. like, like your, your overconfidence is, is getting you in the, in the trouble. Uh, and I think both are interesting. I mean, to answer your question, I think, I think both, I think, I think, Ang's reluctance to be the chosen one leads us down an interesting path. And I think Cora's like uber embracing of the fact that she's the chosen one and overconfidence of that leads mm-hmm. us down an interesting path. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Ang was raised in, by the monks in the air temple and he's an airbender as opposed to what is her primary bending? She's, she's, water. she's water. She's the water tribe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of the things where I think it's just, I, I think that's got a lot to do with the fact that he was, you know, I mean, he had, you know, it, you know, we don't, we don't really get, do we really, I mean, other than, 
you know, what we see in, in, the, in the finale of season one, do we get to see a lot of what, what the religious aspects of the water tribe was? Yeah, we do. And we don't. It's more along the lines of like she comes from the southern right. water temple as opposed to the northern one, which it was more royalty as opposed mm-hmm. to the nomadic tribe. Like mm-hmm. the strongest religion aspect of all of them is going to be the air temple because you don't really get that with the fire temple as well. It's more of a, you yeah. know, aggressive attitude to a lot of things. Right. Yeah, I I think and I think that plays in the Korra, though, too, whereas like, yeah, I mean, I, Frank, I think you're 100 percent correct, but I think. Aang had had them early, mm-hmm. whereas by the time Korra gets to that point, first of all, they're all wiped out. There's not many airbenders left in the world when right. Korra is is starting to learn that stuff. And then that's also and then it also happens to be the last. The, the last style of bending that she has yet to master when we go right. in is she needs to master air. Mm-hmm. Right. And to well, study I mean, with those with the, and so and so she's and so she's meeting them later than mm-hmm. when Ang did. I mean, it's very telling to me that 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 you know from a story standpoint, the first line she has is "I'm the Avatar, deal with it." Yeah, even though she's a little kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah sets the tone. But yeah. that's it's a, I mean that sets a tone for her character throughout, wouldn't you say? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and absolutely. I, but I, definitely I, does. But to get back to what Tommy's saying, I also feel that that you also have the thing of in some ways, Ang is the I idealized. You know, as much as a kid could possibly be, the Avatar idealized as Aang. Whereas, I think if you're looking at more of a realistic human approach to what an Avatar would be, I think Korra fits. Korra fits yeah. the bill. Yeah, it's Korra. So I, I agree with Tommy. I agree with Tommy in that standpoint. The idea that mm-hmm. no, 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 you know, Korra is <laughs> Korra is much more like what a person would be like if they were the Avatar. Right. If they were the Avatar, I think it'd be really hard to not have that feeling of entitlement to say. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm the avatar, mm-hmm. as opposed to Aang's humility. Aang's got a ton yeah. of humility, but I think it. I do think it. I think it. It comes from background. I think from where he where he comes from as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I do too. No, I don't so. disagree with you guys. Yeah, I'm just. And so all I'm saying is, both are interesting to me. Yeah, and, oh, no, and, and, sure. and both sure. go down cool paths. <laughs> right. You know. And 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 to to go along with with you know the news that was released yesterday from the day we're recording that, that now we know we are getting more avatar mm-hmm. <laughs> from the creators yeah. uh, from time. the, from the studio that got started up at, at Nickelodeon avatar studios. So, mm-hmm. so we know that there, we're getting more movies. We don't know what they are yet, but right. There's more coming from that world. So thumbs up. Right. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah. I can't wait. Up. And again, we, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't get to see, Aang. So, I mean, we see Aang as an adult in the flashbacks in Korra, but we don't really get to see how much of that trauma that he endured as a kid, you know, as an adult Translates. comes back. Yeah, it comes back to haunt him. We don't. Really, we may get some of that fleshed out. We just don't know yet. Yeah. No, I mean, and and I mean, my gosh, and you and like you you think there are Star Wars stories that haven't been been right. written yet? I mean, like Avatar is so mm-hmm. wide open for stuff i mean like like just thinking about like we just got this announcement yesterday uh and like i said like there's no there's no project specifically announced yet other than that then they're coming but -hmm. just thinking of it i'm like man there's there's more stuff you can do with ang and his team avatar there's more stuff you can do with cora and her team avatar right there's stuff we can do with avatars we've seen tangentially in the show in flashbacks of their previous lives 
right? With Kyoshi and Roku and stuff like that. There's ones that we can go into the future and haven't seen. We can go farther back. I mean, like that, like it's, there's so much we can do right <laughs> with it, you know? So I can't wait, man. I'm yeah. stoked. I'm stoked for that stuff. All right. So, uh, we got to start wrapping it up. So, um, to cool down. Every chosen one has a mentor. I'm actually surprised how little mentors came up in our conversation <laughs> today, but going along with that, which mentor chosen one relationship do we like the best? And we'll go around and we'll do that. But first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our past episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is.com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Finally, if there's anything you would like us to discuss, you can leave a topic suggestion on Twitter or in the comments. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. All right. Mentor, chosen one relationship we like best. And I'll just toss it out. Whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. Okay. Oh, before I do, you said that one song that you liked, one of the best uh, um, <laughs> chosen one songs. Yeah. I have another one on that list real quick. Okay. Princess of the Universe by Queen. Ah, also very good. Yeah, I thought yeah, you were gonna I know, right? say. I thought you were gonna say Dare, also from the Transformers the oh, movie soundtrack, well. which is a great one too. <laughs> yeah, but I just thought about the Highlander song. That's every time I hear, <laughs> think of Highlander. That's all I hear. Oh, that's an awesome one. We'll po- we'll post the we'll post those three songs on Let Me Know How Does That Come too. Also, if you guys want to <laughs> check them out because they're awesome. But going to the mentorship, Morpheus and Neo. Morpheus. Mm. Ah. Okay. Really quick, why? Oh. One, he's black. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's, a, that's the biggest thing. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, I love his rapport of his point of fact. Like, he brings up the prophecy once, but it's more of along the lines of what you're dealing with and the weight of what of what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. Like, when he trains him, he doesn't mess around. <laughs> he just he puts him on the, the one test that's going to prove his mettle or not. Not to mm-hmm. say that it makes him become the one. But he's like, eh, you got to do this one thing. I mean, the, the way he, the way he, uh, his rapport with him, he doesn't sugarcoat it. Um, great lines from the movie. Yeah, I, I just yeah. like how he is just he's just ham fisted with. It, you know? I like I like Morpheus better than Neo. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish he had the power, but yet, however, him, I just don't like that bathroom scene. Wait, breaks his head on the toilet bowl. Oh, just, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It just, oh, it just sunk, sunk my heart. It was, it's Morpheus, man. You know, other than that, <laughs> I just love the report. Like, you know, is that air you think you're breathing? You know, that type of deal. Breaks his head on the toilet. It breaks his <laughs> toilet on. Yeah, I knew a guy that happened to. It was Ooh. high school. We were at a party. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Frank Clifton. Who who do you got? Uh, if, if, if I'm talking about mentors and mentor mentee, I'm all mm. for Yoda and Luke. Yeah. I like, I love, I love that relationship. I love the idea that, you know, it's for me, it's, it's one of those, you know, an empire because, you know, empire, I'm an empire mark to begin with. I love empire, but just the idea of, you know, Hey, listen, you know, and it's not even so much like drill instructor or like, even like that kind of level. It's just sort of like, come on, man, don't you get it? With Yoda, right. a lot of times, yeah. the idea that you know, you know, you're, it's it, it, you know, just do it or not, you know, there's no try. It's the, you know, that is why you fail. You know, all that stuff. 
you know, and then just the, 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 the scene with moving the X wing, you know, all that stuff. But yeah. even to the point, even to the point in the, in the, in the, in the sequels where it's, you know, Luke is, <laughs> is still, you know, he's got, is, is at this point in his, his, his life that even Yoda from beyond the grave is still like, dude, I'm still teaching you. I'm still taking you to school. Yeah. You know, those, those moments are great because of the fact that it's just kind of like, even after this time, do you still, you still don't get it? But, you know, I, I think that's, that's probably one of my favorite mentor mentee relationships. But I think that as a mentor, I love Yoda. I think Yoda's great. Right. The funny flip about that one is that Luke's acting like Yoda at the point where Yoda's in, in the sequels, mm-hmm, the new trilogy mm-hmm. is like, yeah, like stop jerking around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it does start as a reluctant mentor with mm-hmm. an eager hero, which mm-hmm. is always a fun angle. Yeah. I mean, for mine, I, I'm actually going to go back to what Frank brought up with the Avatar kids. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the angle that of the main, you know, group we see in the travel companion. It's not, it's not, you know, a young guy driving around with an old guy in a Winnebago, like the Shazam 70s show. <laughs> right. It's all, it's all a group of friends. And, and it's also that they all mentor each other really. Yeah. yeah. That they're all teaching each other on this whole thing. So they're all equally everybody's mentors mm-hmm. in that group. Yeah. Which I think is a really fun angle that the show took. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I agree. There's man, there's so many just in avatar, right? I can, I can, I could say Zuko Iroh. Yeah. Right. You know, he wasn't a chosen one, but I mean, but that's an awesome relationship there. Um, I was going to say Jake Taylor and Wild Thing Ricky Vaughn from Major <laughs> League is mine, but no, I'm kidding. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Or, or Ted Lasso and Jamie from Ted Lasso. Uh, Ooh. It's a good one, too, right? Oh, yeah. But, but are not, they, not, not, um, but are, what's, but are what's they the, chosen the ones? Coach? Yeah. No, the, the, the younger coach, the guy that's the, um, the, um, the ball boy or whatever life would better oh, turn. Nathan? Yes, Nathan. Yeah, and Ted yeah, he's a good one too. Yeah. Um, but no, my my chosen one, no, I'm uh, Frank, I'm with you too. Like uh, it's <laughs> it's Yoda and and Luke yeah. for me for all the just for all the awesome Dagobah stuff in Empire, which is great and does mm-hmm. you know that was that was like, you know, I think as as I assume many people's like first encounter of all that Joseph Campbell, like, you know, hero's journey, hero of a thousand faces right type stuff and you know uh i get i get warm and fuzzy thinking about that and i get warm and fuzzy thinking about that movie all the time for those reasons so yeah so i'm saying luke and uh and yoda nice ah good stuff good stuff all right we want to hear your thoughts on chosen one characters tell us in the comments or you can tweet us of course as always we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on let me know how it is.com please remember to like us and follow us on social media and Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.